This has gotten completely out of hand. You know what I think is the funniest part of this whole saga? And it just hit me as we were coming back from break and Jack made the executive decision to play the O Canada. What, you mean this song? <laughs> you know what, keep it under, keep it under for a bit. Leave it like, no, keep it like in the background. That's perfect, in the that's background. perfect. Yeah, um, I think the funniest part of this whole bit that we have now gotten going is that the 2020 Toronto Blue Jays did not actually play any games in Canada. That is true. As the season <laughs> was suspended. Buffalo, yeah. The season was suspended before <laughs> the regular season started, and when they resumed, they had to play in Buffalo. <laughs> so we are now playing the Canadian National Anthem under us for no apparent reason. <laughs> and the Raptors had to play in Tampa. So. Yes, yes. And, and the Blue Jays did play in Tampa, not Tampa, uh, Dunedin, which is near Tampa. So, yes. yes. All of us got our Canadian pride, but uh, I think... No, we don't. I have no connection with that country. Why not? All I know is they ruined my life when I was 10 years old watching they're, the Winter Olympics. So, they're just my no. friends from the north. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am anti-Canada. Uh, I'll say fine. it right now. Wow. Okay. I'm actually, cool. I'm actually not. Okay. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll bring in the Greek national anthem after this. All right, this. I'm going to check here. All right, Gideon <laughs> hasn't blocked me yet. We're good. Um, actually, good, no, I will say something nice about Canada. Tim, Tim Hortons is pretty good. Yes. Okay. Yes, very good coffee. Pavagrees, I see him drink it all the time. But um, we should say that this is not a Canadian segment. This is Can We Just Talk? So um, might as well just uh, spin the wheel at the moment. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Get the hockey up. Got it. No, it's the wheel. It's a physical wheel. It's a real <laughs> wheel. You need you a physical comedy. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's such a nice wheel, too. So many sound effects. It's, it's real. It's real. It's a real wheel. And it selected me. It picked me personally. It's not rigged. <laughs> no, never. Why, why could it, why, how could a wheel be wi- uh, rigged? We would not destroy the sanctity of this, uh, of this segment. <laughs> yeah, it, it did pick me, though. Um, so, yeah, uh, as of two hours ago, uh, I am officially allowed to say that I was part of the League of Legends College Championship Selection Committee for the second consecutive year. Thanks for clapping. You don't have to, but um, that's pretty sick. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. That's that's very cool. I yeah. I really enjoy it. I do think it's pretty cool. Um, Did we make it? No. Ah. Uh, Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers had a. There was weird stuff going on with Rutgers. Uh, one of the other teams had a. Um, uh, a cheating scandal in a game not involving Rutgers, which resulted in that team forfeiting their game to Rutgers, which put Rutgers into the playoffs. And then Rutgers immediately got booted out of the playoffs because they clearly did not belong there. Um, so weird situation altogether. But um, yeah, it's really uh, interesting. Uh, the bracket came out today. Uh, obviously, it would mean nothing to basically anyone else because it's just a bunch of teams here. You want to look at it? So what you're trying to tell me, Dennis, is that you're like the NCAA selection committee? Uh, I was a member of it, yes. Um, I think it was is like this, 15 members. I'm looking at this now. Is it like a one through eight in each bracket? Or uh, is it- one through four. Um, I would like it to be one through eight. I've uh, proposed that to uh, some of the people. Like they're still getting like feedback on it because this yeah. is only the second time they've done selection committee. They're still building it. Also, uh, I need to tell JT that they swapped semifinals and quarterfinals on this graphic <laughs> that they made. So how many um, teams are there total? Thirty-two. Is that Seton? Oh, Seton Hall's in it. Yeah, Seton uh, Hall won the Big East, which apparently like the Big East actually is a conference in this. I thought it would be DePaul, but what what Big Ten teams made it? Um. So the Big Ten as a conference does not exist. The Big Ten teams uh, that made it are um, Michigan and Michigan State, Ugh. I believe. Just the two of them. 
basically Canada South. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to get the music back no, on no, again, no, no, Chris? No. no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> By the way, Gideon texted me. He's like, yeah, they've got Tim Hortons in the Golden Goal, and that's all they have. So, <laughs> um, Maybe I'll cue on the French National Anthem. <laughs> No, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited for the tournament. Um, there are actually a couple of Canadian teams in it. Um, a, a, a pre-tournament favorite is Western Ontario. Um, oh, Canada, as we as we I, say. I, I love I love how this just became the Canada show. <laughs> I feel bad. I should have said nothing. About Canada. <laughs> this is the dumbest bit we've ever done, and we've done a lot of dumb this bits. Is probably one of the dumbest things we've done in a long time. <laughs> I don't know. There's a, there's We're not a even bit hour two yet. There's a uh, there's a bit on WRSU where they talk about putting potato chips in a cheeseburger. No, nah, that's think, good. I, I think that and and it tastes good. <laughs> Apparently. The potato chips happen to be everywhere. It does, and Justin's right. Uh, this is where we need a breaking news uh, sounder for when important sports news breaks during the show. Yeah, something like that, yes. Breaking news from Chris Luka Doncic has been officially ruled out of game two. Well, my minus five holds. Yeah, minus five holds. No, that is definitely the wrong way to react to someone being injured. Oh, no, I'm really sad. I really want to see Luka play. It's unfortunate because, honestly, like Jazz Mavericks was – theoretically one of the most interesting first round series and because of this one injury it goes from actually very interesting to probably a sweep which is unfortunate but that, that is unfortunate but it's fortunate that you're listening to wrsu fm new brunswick <laughs> i mean we could just take Smooth. a break now, there's <laughs> our that's our incentive now we don't have to take a break we can just go You said you could take the computer and just... <laughs> I need to write my sports cast. Okay. <laughs> the one that I forgot I volunteered to do. <laughs> Be- because I have like 10 assignments this week and my mind is just if you scrambled. Want, if you want to uh, look into the WRSU studio... Why do you have the Greek National Anthem up? Because I was going to put it in as a hotkey. Wait, deck. wait, wait. I have oh. to... So, Dennis, like, yeah. how many people are on the selection committee? I'm, uh, I'm very were, intrigued. So, yeah, there are about 15 this year. I think there okay. were like 24 last year. Um it's mostly like people who are like coaches or media members in general in uh, college league of legends um, or people who like run programs, something like that. But obviously to avoid conflicts of interest, nobody in one of the teams in or one of the teams in serious consideration. Um, It was an interesting process. This is um, the way we have it is a little different um, because there are conferences like there are conferences and every conference gets an auto bid every eligible conference i guess gets an auto bid because some weren't eligible this year um but uh because of how the conferences are laid out and just the way that we've put it together um there are a couple of conferences that automatically get more than one bid so the and I have to step back another time and say that if you don't have a separate conference, like if you didn't join up with some of your other some other colleges and make another conference, then you are just naturally in one of the four regional conferences, North, South, East, West. Um, so the North Conference automatically gets four bids. The South and East get three and the West gets two and every other like minor conference gets just the single auto bid um which the way that math works out means that the selection committee only actually gets to pick six at-large teams 
um, which we had Michigan, St. Louis, York. Uh, I'm looking at the list to see. Oh, Virginia Tech. Who are the other ones? I have to look at the list to actually remind myself. I forgot what the other teams were. I voted for them, too. I feel so bad now. <laughs> um, oh, it was UC San Diego and Toronto. There we go. Um, but we're just, we're just bringing up Canada left and right. There are a lot of pretty decent Canadian teams, and I don't know what the reason for that is. Um, but, I mean, the North and East conferences are heavily Canadian, and those are also probably the two best conferences. Um, so it kind of comes together. I mean, Rutgers, like, both in yeah, 2020. Dennis, can you, can you repeat that about Rutgers? About, uh, I missed uh, what you said before. So uh, stepping back once more, the way the major conferences work now and the way they won't work in the future is uh, Swiss, a Swiss format, which uh, commonly used in chess as well as a lot of, like, card games. Um, the way it works is that you play one game, and then after that first game, everyone gets reseeded. You play against a team that is... If you win that game, you play against a team that's also 1-0. You lose the game, you play against another team that's 0-1. You play the next game, play against another team with the same seed as you. Keep playing like that. Uh, and then any team that is 5-1 or 6-0 at the end of six weeks of Swiss goes to the playoffs. Um, Rutgers was 4-1 and one in the last week of Swiss... Um, so they needed to win their last game. They lost that game to UMass Amherst, but they had been cheating in the previous game. They used, like, an unregistered, like, substitute player. And so because they had cheated in that previous game, they automatically forfeited the next game, which was the one against Rutgers. So even though Rutgers got absolutely demolished in that game <laughs> and definitely didn't deserve to be in playoffs... They were uh, into playoffs, and then they got, like, walloped by uh, Western Ontario. Um, so, forgive me for my ignorance, Dennis. All good, all good. Is there a way Is is there a way to... Sorry, but Le League of Legends, like, how, yes. how do you win... How, how do you win that game? Like, how, how do you, like... How is it, you know... Played basically. So uh, I, I don't have I don't have much experience with that. Game. Five players to a team. Uh, you all pick your characters, and the basic goal is you have to destroy the other team's nexus, a big statue in the center of their base. In order to get there, um, you have to destroy a bunch of towers leading up to it, and probably in order to make it that far into the base, you are going to want to destroy. A bunch of towers collect a lot of gold get neutral objectives across the map that give you a variety of buffs and generally get stronger so you can take out members of the other team and then beat up their structures while they are dead it's a um, fun game that's very beyond my level of intelligence I mean, it's, it's, i've tried it a few times and like i understand why it's fun but i'm not good enough at it for it to be fun for me it's pretty difficult it's um, very difficult it looks like it looks like a game that it's a lot of like yeah, like you said. There is also, yeah, a lot of micromanagement. and yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of strategy to it, and I think that it's also, like, well-paced. Like, a um, usually the, the gold standard of a series is a best of five. Um, best of sevens are a little too long, and it, you get a little bit too on your nerves, and best of three is just a little too short. Like, two games is not really enough to be a deciding factor. Um, 
So kind of the gold standard is a standard is a best of five, and that series can go usually around like three to five hours, which, I mean, as a football fan, I am very used to that timing for watching something, so I enjoy uh, series like that, I guess, in that sense. Um, and so I am very excited for um, the college championship just straight up. And, like, Collegiate League of Legends is not the highest level of League of Legends, even at, like, the amateur level. Um, I'd say it's, like, probably... League of Legends is, like, kind of comparable to soccer, I guess, where if any player is good enough, they will just go pro before they even have the opportunity to go into college. Um, so college is kind of made up of players who are a little bit below the pro level, either because they were pro at one point and then dipped down enough where it's like, okay, I will just accept a scholarship, go to school here, still play, and try to raise my profile, but I'm not going to be playing pro for a little bit. Or because they um, just weren't put into the pro rotation in the first place, and whatever school they were at, like had a team, and so they just wanted to keep playing. Uh, I don't actually know the percentage of these teams, or um, I guess organizations that have uh, like real scholarship programs versus being like a club team. I would guess most of them are scholarship programs, especially on the upper end. Um, so, De so Dennis, what's your what's your opinion on the state of Rutgers esports? Because obviously, it's a pretty emerging field. I mean, Dylan and I had someone email us about talking about. Um, Dylan, you remember what game he wanted to he wanted to write about? I think it. I I don't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even esports for. Rutgers, I think it was like though. a NASCAR was, game or something that he was personally like an esports like. It wasn't. Oh, that guy, the 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 iRacing guy. I I, I do know who you're talking about. I think so. If if, if, if it's the one very important like. E NASCAR. I don't even know what the real term for it is. I know that Eddie follows it. I had a funny conversation with. I, I say conversation. It was like one tweet at Eddie that I thought was funny. <laughs> Rocket um, League. Sorry. Rocket. Rocket League. League. Okay. Yeah. I Rutgers has pretty decent Rocket League. That's part of the thing is that like Rutgers does not have like a scholarship program in esports. Uh, frankly, the higher ups at Rutgers do not care. Hmm. Um, so they didn't Rutgers even have a is manager mostly at the, uh, at yeah the e no there's there's not year. a there's not a, ma a manager at the land center like all Rutgers esports is like club based so there's only so good it can get but at the same time there are fifty thousand people at Rutgers and when you have that many people at a university it's inevitable that a couple of them are going to be very good at a video game so there are some very good players at Rutgers I mean there is a reason why getting to even four and two in swiss in like a major division is like a very important thing in the first place um and like the fact that rutgers got to four and two and made the playoffs or five and one in 2020 and made the playoffs like that's still notable in itself this team's pretty good um but at the same time like there are only a couple of games where Rutgers is necessarily like nationally relevant and it's a lot of stuff that doesn't really have a lot of the um real money incentives behind it because that's the other thing is that a lot of these programs are able to um participate in like amateur circuits to play um like for actual I, I say amateur circuits like real tournaments that do have real money behind them <laughs> which uh 
Hey Dennis. Yes. I hate I hate to uh, interrupt you, but we do have another breaking news. Alert. That should be a hot breaking key. news. Marcus Smart is your defensive player of the year in the NBA. That makes sense. I agree with that. First yeah. thoughts, guys. He's the first guard to win it since Gary Payton. I think it's I think it, it's due time. Uh, Beat out Mikel Bridges and Rudy Gobert for the award. I'd say it's fair. I. Marcus Smart has been a premier defender in the league for so long, and this year he really just was the best defender in the entire league. And I agree with, like, what he says, that it's, like, it's a big, like, perimeter thing. Like, it's, like, perimeter defending should take more of a, like, front seat in these discussions than it has before, so. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, I I, I think it's a, a reasonably logical thing like i'm not <laughs> i'm not too surprised by it and i think that it's probably a good pick <laughs> yeah i'd have to agree i mean i uh, like i think you can see gobert winning it every year but that's the thing is like I, I don't think gobert winning it every year is like an extremely bad call but at the same time if someone other than Gobert was going to win it, then this is a fine choice. And I don't think Gobert actually had the best season this year necessarily. So well, there's a whole thing about Rudy Gobert and how teams really attack him because he's a great interior interior defender, but he's not a very good perimeter defender. And in this NBA, you really got to do everything. I mean, this is not the '90s where apparently basketball is better, but this is not basketball was so much better in the 90s the athletes you know like like the elbows the elbows to the face they could play defense then jack they don't play defense now true league is too soft now basketball we all had conversations with our with our parents this weekend about basketball didn't we i know i had the same conversation like six times basketball is the only (sighs) sport which has gotten worse over time but no actually all sports have gotten worse over time because all because all they do is promote basketball the most the most i hate the fact (laughs) <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna sound like a boomer here. All right, I just let's go. I'm not anti three pointer. I am anti what the three pointer has done to the NBA. Is that is that fair? You sound like you're anti Steph Curry. No, I'm not in I, I got <laughs> no beef explain, with Steph Curry. Explain, Chris. Steph Curry yeah. is just a symptom of the problem. If He's, you look at a shot chart, and I'm not talking like going back to the seventies when there was no three point line. Look at uh, the average shot chart of a, an NBA team in twenty ten. Twenty ten. We all so remember twenty ten. Mm-hmm. There's mid-range J's, there's floaters, there's foul line jumpers, you name it. There was more variety in the offensive game. If you look at it now, it's mostly attempts near the rim and three-pointers. Mostly, but if you watch... The baseline is a desert, Jack. If if you watch a team like the Phoenix Suns, for instance, Devin Booker is a mid-range specialist. Yeah, but he's the exception. Chris Paul is a mid-range specialist. They're also the best team in the league. No, no, I know, but I'm I'm talking about the game as a whole. There are individual teams that still, you know, play... And even then, it's not like they... Even the champions last year, the Bucks. I mean, they didn't... They weren't some knockdown three-point shooting team. Well, I think that's also skewed a bit by Giannis having a different skill set than almost every other NBA star. Right. Yeah, and I mean, e- even with all of that, it's not like they didn't shoot a bunch of threes compared to, like, the 2000s. Like, it's more that they don't shoot a bunch of threes compared to the Warriors right now. And that's kind of a different thing, I think, where it's like, yeah, the the league has changed so much where a player like Giannis is going to be pulling up for three-pointers ever in his career (laughs) where that doesn't really happen for a majority like a a lot of time in nba history i i did 
I, I do think the idea that um, there should be no three-point line is an interesting one. I don't know if I even agree with it, but I think it's an interesting one just on the basis of, like, it means that a shot from anywhere on the floor is just as valuable, and so with teams playing more interior defense shots from outside will still have a lot of value and shooting well from outside will still have a lot of value but it means that it's not like better than shooting from a couple of steps forward i guess i just i don't know if i I look at you know the average game from 15 years ago and the average game from today i just find it to be much more watchable yeah, and I guess like that. The, the question is, what is your solution there? <laughs> I don't think there. No, but that's the thing is, I'm not saying there necessarily is a solution unless you want to just go full ludite and just get rid of the three point line. But I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. you do that either. Like I said, I'm not anti three pointer. It's just they're going to get a four point line before they get rid of. No, three-point that I would line. be against. That I would four be very point circle against. like that the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh. oh no, no, that that's the day I stop watching. That'd but be funny. That's probably never going to happen. So, but if you are going to do it, it shouldn't be a circle. It should be like an actual line. No, I want it to be like a, the dumb little circles that they have for the Globetrotters. I think it'd be funny. They have like a special sound effect they play whenever you hit one from there? Yeah. It, it just plays the uh, NBA jam, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. I think that'd be great. I think it'd be really fun. And then obviously if he hits three in a row, he's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I don't know. I feel did, like this has just been a show. How did you get into this topic, Chris? How did you do this to it us? It was the Marcus Smart Defensive Player of the oh, Year breaking yeah. news, and then Chris uh, started talking about the three-point line after we were done talking about defense. Because, <laughs> did I, because, why did I do okay, that again? Sounds like a we, we, were talking, we were talking about, we were talking about Marcus Smart and defense, <laughs> and then we were talking. I was talking about how Rudy Gobert um, is a different player and how he can't really guard the perimeter and how – in the 90s, he would have been really good, and now he's not. We were talking about the and 90s. That's the how it got started. Line, we were talking about Chris the 90s. We were talking about the 90s. The 90s was so much. I stand by it. Also, also, you you, you could get away with a lot more contacts, which I liked. I thought I thought it was more entertaining. Yeah, and the best player ever, you know, played 20 years ago That's in the 90s. Hold so. Yes. Do we want to do that? Do we want? Well, to, no, 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 no. Our... Will Chamberlain played in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Mean no, Bill Russell. Jabbar played in the seventies and eighties. I believe you mean oh, Bill yes. Russell because obviously the guy who wins the most titles is the best player. And he was I mean, a player coach. On. I mean, take yeah. that checkmate. LeBron. Won the most titles, ergo best player. Mm-hmm. Come on. Although I do think LeBron could probably be a better coach than half of his coaches. LeBron is the best player. I don't of all think time. LeBron would be a good coach. He'll be the first. I said. You don't think so? LeBron's the best player of all time. You don't think so? I'll be honest. I think. I think when you're that good of a player. You expect so much out of your players because you expect so much out of yourself that you really can't understand team players. That okay, no, that makes sense. I remember like, someone said that about Kawhi Leonard once, where they're like, he doesn't understand why other people just aren't as good at basketball as he is. He yeah. just doesn't understand like <laughs> like it doesn't compute. many things. He's just he's just he's just the board man. He doesn't like to talk about it. What he's, were they What were they saying <laughs> when uh, the Clippers were once in the playoffs? Or, um about how they were saying that Kawhi might come back for the playoffs, and people were like, yeah, so if someone says that they know what Kawhi's thinking, then they actually don't. The only person <laughs> who knows what Kawhi's thinking is Kawhi Leonard himself. So That's a maybe. I mean, <laughs> on the face, though, like why would Kawhi come back off a torn ACL and play playoff intensity basketball? Yeah, I mean... Just think about that. Like, why? I, the the reason would be because the Clippers would be a pretty good basketball team and would have a chance yes. of 
making a run in the playoffs while, you know, he's still with this pretty strong team altogether. Um, but if there's anyone who would not do that, Dennis, it's Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi is very conservative with his health. He missed an entire mm-hmm. season because of a quad injury. Yeah. So I mean, I hope he comes back next season well. I <laughs> If he does, the Clippers are one of the favorites. That's the, the thing. I, I just want to see... I feel bad for the Clippers, to be completely honest. Like, they've had a lot of very interesting players and very good teams, and it's all just fizzled out mostly because of bad luck. Um, even this year, where, like, in yeah. the, the big deciding play-in game, over half their payroll was not playing. Partly, like, a quarter of their pl- payroll was not playing because of health and safety protocols. Yeah, um, that should, that's another discussion, which I'm kind of tired about talking now about the play in Clippers should be in the playoffs right now. Um, I'll be honest. Day. I, but the more not. I think about it, the more I convince myself that the play in's actually not a bad idea. Thank you. It's I, really not. It adds more drama. It's fun. It's, and the thing about it is it's <coughs> less because of the play in itself and more because what it does to the regular season, because otherwise, if you're like a 10, like clearly like a 10 or 11 seed then you have nothing to play for you in might the as well season. tank at that you point. might as well tank but now it's like if you are trending around like the 10 or 11 seed you might be in the playoffs you actually could build something right then and try to make some damage in the playoffs and but dennis 60 percent of the league could be in the playoffs and that's the thing where more it's than like, that sorry 66.6 percent like i teams. it's not like the most catastrophic thing in the world like at the end of the day what matters is playoff basketball and we're seeing that now is that what really matters to these teams and where people really start watching and caring is when it gets to the playoffs especially when we get to like round two of the playoffs where kind of those first round like four o's four ones get out of the way and we get into more interesting series between better teams um so I think. So like, are you trying to say that the play-in spices that up a bit, like because you're not playing or not? Like the ten, if the ten seed gets into the playoffs or the eight seed gets into the playoffs, swept, yeah. they're probably getting swept. But at the same time, I think that I mean we're seeing now that a play-in team already took a game over the two seed. Um, the Timberwolves weren't supposed to be a play-in team. What was their record this year? They were. They had seven. no business they made a seven? being playing. I thought they, they were, were eight. Let me, Maybe let, they me were the let me pull this up because this is another tool to my argument about the play-in because I disagree with practically everybody about this. I'm just, I, we're two years in and I still don't like the play-in. No, I, yeah, the Wolves I agree with you. I don't seven. like it either. So the Timberwolves were 46 and 36 this year. They were, they were, okay, so they were. They were the seven. Yeah, they were the seven. They were two games behind the six seed Nuggets. Mm-hmm. The Spurs were 34 and 48, aka 12 games behind the Timberwolves, but yet in in a universe the Timberwolves could have been knocked out and the Spurs could have been in. And then even but they won. And even <laughs> even now, the Clippers were 42 and 40, 22 games back of the Suns. The Pelicans were 36 and 46, 28 games behind the Suns. Six game difference, yet the Pelicans are in because Paul George got COVID. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of a separate thing. And I think that there's some level where, I mean, it maintains more intrigue in the 
regular season in general because there is value in getting into the play-in in the first place and then value in avoiding the play-in by getting the sixth seed like previously the difference between like a sixth seed and a seventh seed wouldn't really matter all that much especially in a year like this especially in the east where it's like i would probably rather have the sixth seed than the seventh seed well maybe not necessarily well but i think regardless dennis it's all about ma- it's all about seed. matchups once you get to the playoffs yeah there it's all about matchups i mean the Warriors and Nuggets, I mean, in in terms of the Nuggets, I think Jokic's matchup is very good compared to the Warriors, but the Warriors have a different style. And then you look at the Bulls and the Bucks. I mean, do the Bulls have the horses to guard Giannis? I mean, you could you can answer that. Maybe it's a uh, no. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of. But I no. mean, it's all about matchups, and you know, when you have the play in, like kind of distracting that, um, you know, it kind of it kind of it kind of changes it up but I'll, I'll add one more thing too if you look at it from the other angle yes the suns and the grizzlies are the two best teams in the conference and they should probably roll the eight or nine or ten seed whoever they end up getting but at the same time they're the one and two seeds they do deserve all the benefit of the doubts for being the best two teams in the conference and one of the benefits of the doubts is not being able or not knowing your true opponent until like 48 I, hours before I, 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 I still disagree with you on that Jack I Why? just don't Why? think that that's like meaningful because like at the end of the day the other team is also also does not know who they'll be playing against and like, they have less of a break they, they have, have less of a break yeah exactly well, and not only that but they have to win a game right before it against a different team so they're planning against a different team like the Suns could reasonably say or Let's say the Grizzlies can reasonably say, okay, we're going to be playing against the Wolves or the Clippers. We know it's going to be one of those two teams. We can get ready for that. Like, we can we can kind of scout them out a little bit. We can know what each of these teams is going to be. Um, we know generally who's going to be healthy for each of those teams. We can even guess who's going to win that game. I don't necessarily think that it's, like, a huge disadvantage that the Warriors knew they were going to play the Nuggets like three days earlier than the Grizzlies knew they were going to play the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves knew they were going to play the Grizzlies. Well, every And even then, every... it's like the, the Nuggets and the Warriors know on the same day that they're playing against each other in the same way that the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies know on the same day that they're playing each other. I hear it's not you. like the Grizzlies are would otherwise get like four weeks of prep time to try to understand everything about Minnesota before Minnesota knows that they're in the playoffs. I hear you. But I think, I think the, you know, game argument can kind of go the other way because when you win like two games against the play in, or you win one game against the play in, you can kind of ride that momentum into the next game. Look at the look at the Timberwolves Grizzlies game. The Timberwolves won that game on Tuesday night. They rode that momentum into Saturday. The Timberwolves the have also been like one of the hottest teams in the league, and uh, mm-hmm. not only that, but the Grizzlies, like just on paper, the Grizzlies are not built for playoff basketball. Um, like the, it's that, it'll they, be a they fun did not series. really have like yeah, I think it'll be a fun series. I think the Grizzlies might still. I I think they'll probably still win despite everything, um, but I I think that on paper. Timberwolves Grizzlies like just as a 2-7 matchup is not like super favored for the Grizzlies just because the way they play is not as conducive to playoff basketball and at the very least they probably need a couple games to start getting into the rhythm of how to play playoff basketball rather than like especially in the sense of a full seven game series rather than the Timberwolves who are just kind of playing games before now to try to 
get there in the first place. Yeah, I mean they're they're a new team compared to uh you know playoff basketball. Like the Warriors, they've been there for like a long time. Like Steph, I mean, Cur- Steph yeah. Curry, twenty fifteen, like champions all the way to now. I mean, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, like those guys have been there forever. And then the Suns, of course, went to the finals last year. Grizzlies are a new team. Um, yeah, um, we'll continue this conversation as we get to the end of end of our show here at eight o'clock, and then hand it over to Scott Einhorn. Um, we got the TNT pregame coming in. Finally, um, we'll see when that game starts. The over Never. is still on. Yeah, Chuck's been vibing out. in that blazer for the last yeah. 27 minutes. We are nowhere near starting. <laughs> but uh, This game ain't starting soon. We will, uh, From the subtitles, he's actually talking about the game, so that's a plus. That's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, this is your WRSU Sports Update at 729. I'm Chris Akonis. Rutgers has another top 10 spring sport. Rutgers baseball moving up. From 22-8 to eight in the national rankings following a three-game sweep of Indiana, Scarlet Knights now have the longest win streak, taking 15 straight. Men's lacrosse moved back into the top time, going from 7th to 4th in the country on the heels of a 13-12 to 12 win over Michigan. Knights are now 3-1 and one in Big Ten play. Over to the NBA playoffs, where the Sixers kick off tonight's slate in just a few minutes. Game two of their series against the Raptors. Sixers have the 1-0 series lead after a 131-111 to win in game one. Another playoff news, Mavs star Luka Doncic has been re- reported out with an injury for tonight's game two. Jazz leads the series. The Jazz lead the series 1-0. On the diamond, Aaron Nola gets the start as the Phillies play the Rockies at 840. The Mets opener against the Giants in San Francisco has been postponed to tomorrow, and the Yankees have the night off. For WRSU Sports, I'm Chris Akonis. Back here on the Monday Crew, final half hour coming your way. God, we have gone off the rails today. That's the Greek National Anthem in the background. I'm Chris Akonis, Jack Wasea, Dylan McCoy, Dennis Geisler. Okay, you're going to leave it under me. That's fine. Inexplicable. <laughs> we were talking some NBA playoffs. Only, only like before. 15 seconds left. So, All right, I guess we'll just let it play out. So I also, I'm very much offended by the fact that none of you are standing during the Greek how, National Anthem. It's how could we play the Greek National Anthem and not talk about Bucks versus Bulls? I'll never forget when me and Chris were calling. It was Rutgers Manhattan women's basketball. Yes, and I, I oh, don't remember name? the, no, I'm the gonna player's pull it up name. Now. I'm gonna pull but it up I just now. remember thinking, "Wow, Chris is gonna thrive when she gets on the court," and he thrived. Not not a doubt about it. He thrived. It was Hang fantastic. On. Manhattan women's basketball. I got it. Hang on. I got. I gotta have this here. I'm I, I'm not going to move allow us to move on to the next segment until I have her. Name. I'm okay with that. Fingers crossed that she's on this year's roster. Yes, Christina Katsumori. Yes, that's not too hard. Yes, Christina Katsumori. Okay. My my dad knew a guy back in the old country named Papa Dimitriakopoulos. That was the last name. Um, that whole thing was the last name. Papa Dimitriakopoulos. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't. Nine think that syllables. Going to be a. Nine mm. syllables. That, that that should be like a name, not like there should a be a custom. Name. There should be like a that. yeah. There should be a custom uh, Bucks jersey with a nine syllable last name. <laughs> it's like a straight. There definitely down is. U. There one hundred percent is. Santa Kumbo is it's five, and that's considered like outrageously long by some people. No one got mm-hmm. it right until he was literally like the best, one of the best players in the NBA. They just called him Giannis. They did just call him Giannis. <laughs> Most people still just call him Giannis. But also, like, if you're gonna have a, a star. 
in a league with that kind of name. You want to do the NBA because like it's become almost like a thing where if you're a really good player, you go by the first name basis. Kobe, yeah. Yeah. LeBron, Kareem, Shaq. Even 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 Mike goes by like MJ. Yeah, or just, or just Mike. I mean, yeah. All right, now it looks like we're about to get a basketball game started. They got the. I don't believe going. you. I don't think it's happening. No, oh, Gus Johnson. Johnson. Oh, I did not expect that. Me and Chris both had the same reaction. Oh, the goat. Jack, have you have you listened to Gus Johnson do a full basketball game? I don't think I have. Bat college, yes. Oh, that's true. He's great on college basketball. Have you ever All seen right. like a compilation of him in March Madness? There's one. Hold on. Can we? Can it's we like put, a, no, we can't. We no, probably, it's like a division. Say, it's like was, a division wait, three wait, wait, game. Hang on, hang on. When is it from? Like it's after like a certain amount of years, you can. It's like a like division three game. I know exactly what. Like game if it's a highlight from two thousand nine. Like yeah, that's fine. Um, hold on. I'm not gonna put it on the air right now. So let me just cue this. You can't really put it on cue if our mics are on. Jack. I, True. I don't think that they're gonna get to the game yet. I think that they're yeah, gonna they're go to. Right I, I I think they're going back to commercial okay, after that's talking. Let me talking. Simmons. find it and then uh, down the side But it's not line. like something from this year. Is what yeah. I'm saying. No. no. Oh, then it's fine. I know. Oh, exactly. here it is. It's, it's, it's Isaiah Thomas. This is like. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Can we yeah, play? Go, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Here we go. Pat, I'm sorry if we get copyrighted, but here we go. <laughs> Copyright. Show. And we're tied 75 again. Isaiah. Shot clock turned off. Game clock at eight. He's gonna do it himself. Thomas. Shake. Crossover, step back. He's the best. 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 He's the I remember Adam Morrison. I remember thinking that he was gonna be great, but oh wow! Looking, um, yeah, searching for it right now. Yeah, maybe turn it off until you. Have it is. It, oh, it's, okay. it's pause. Okay, I got it. Here we go. Morrison, he holds on. We don't want to foul Morrison. You make him get it over half court. You know you got to foul. And a steal. Foul inside the freshman up. That was the money line right there. Right, you can turn it off now. Heartbreak City. Get that man on a Rutgers college basketball game. He's done Rutgers soon. games before. He has done Rutgers games. He did, the, he did the Michigan State one when we beat him by 30 in COVID. And uh, Miles Johnson Miles Johnson um, dunked all over someone. I need I need a can Gus we, Johnson. Can we play like, that call or no? No. I no. need a Gus Johnson buzzer beater, though. Like, imagine, imagine them in Indiana. Like... Brandon Gordon's great, and he had a great call. But imagine Gus Johnson like Harper, just going absolutely insane. I mean, it would it would be better if he did like the Purdue game. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Brandon Gordon like did an excellent job on that. Well, he Brandon did. Gordon's no, also like absolutely. It's like when BTN decides, okay, this is the games that, that we want Rutgers to win. They put Brandon Gordon on it. That's true. I, I I'd have to like sit down and like go through the win loss record, but it has to be like over seventy five percent. 
You know who had a really bad record for Rutgers this year? Stephen Bardo. Every game that Stephen Bardo was on, we lost. Uh. I'd be curious to see the Bo Borowski record with Rutgers. I'd well, be very curious. He was he was the ref for the Lafayette game, and the quote to quote the great <laughs> Brian Fonseca to think that Rutgers lost to Lafayette because of Bo Borowski is a very funny thought to have. But it's a uh, it's to quote it's, the great to quote the great John Rothstein, fan bases make plans. Bo Borowski laughs. Did he didn't he call a big game uh, down the stretch of the season? Was it the Final Four? Uh, I'm Ooh, trying Garland? to think. No, Bo Borowski. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. No, I, don't, uh, I think he did do a Final Four game, yes. I remember hearing about that. Let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, he 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 was he was refing the uh the Duke UNC game. Which is No way they allowed him on that call. They allowed him to ref the Duke UNC game. That is shocking. I I don't I got no words for that. How do you how do you allow some how do you allow someone as disliked as Bo Borowski to do a uh, do a call like that? I I don't know. I really really I, don't know. I'd like to see something unite the world the way that Big Ten fans are united in their dislike of Bo Borowski. Yes, it's like the one thing that. Even like the staunchest of enemies, I'm talking Rutgers and Indiana, like they they all agree. Are we really enemies though? Indiana's more like our like. You're right, <laughs> kind of like a little brother type. They're like the annoying little cousin that you see like at Thanksgiving every year, and they're always like trying to get on your nerves. They're like a second cousin. It's like, why are you? Why are you here? <laughs> exactly. You just pat them on the head as they hold their 1976 uh, championship yeah. trophy. Yeah. By the way, I'll, I'll say something. I'll give credit to the NBA. They actually started like at a reasonable time for a 7:30 game. I thought they shout would still, out to Adam Silver. I thought they'd still be in their pregame, to be honest. With oh you. well, they have actually started. Yeah, I, and I Toronto would have they is would still be in pregame. Toronto is making Dennis and I look smart right now. Yeah, eight to two. He, oh man, I wasn't even. I, I looked away for a minute. I feel like a lot of people have a lot of confidence in this Toronto team, which is like. You know, I think a lot of it is Nick Nurse is a great coach. And, and a championship. Some, he does have a championship. But, I mean, look at the team he won a championship with. Like, it's – and they're going to maybe be up double digits. But I don't – I just think this this Philly team over the span of seven games is just too talented. I mean – I think they'll win. I you agree. Can, you, can, you can scheme for Harden and Embiid all you want. But, like, who is actually going to guard Joel Embiid if he gets down low on this on – this Raptors team not like three people not Nick Nurse scheming three people to get there who one-on-one is going to guard Joel Embiid Joel Embiid in the rest I will well. not hear any anti Pascal Siakam uh, <laughs> no 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 not on this program oh, I, I'm sorry I didn't mean to offend all the spicy P fans out there spicy P <laughs> not to be confused with playoff P which is Paul George because he's bad in the playoffs not this year someone oh. said playoff P struck again because <laughs> he didn't make it. <laughs> because he didn't play for. He didn't even ex- play. Ex- is it for uh, ex- that's pandemic P. Extenuating circumstances. <laughs> no, pandemic P was a hooper. Playoff P is just trash. No, pandemic P was not a hooper. I mean, he had he he did have some good playoff performances earlier in his career. I mean, can't discount was, him all the yeah, other. Yeah, he but. oh he, he was took, great. He took LeBron in the Heat to seven. Like oh him on the him before the the really gruesome gruesome injury was, like, maybe a top five player in the NBA. 
It was insane. And, I mean, he got back to, like, a, a high point, but never, like, that, like, those those Pacers teams, like, the one time Roy Hibbert was good at basketball for the first, like, four years of his career. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. What a funny team. Paul George did have 34 against Minnesota. I want to see what he had against New Orleans. I'm trying to look that up now in the second playing game. Remember when the Indiana Pacers made the Eastern Conference Finals? I do. That's, it feels like so long ago. I mean, it, it kind of was, but... That's the thing. I mean, I, I don't know if it's just me um, or the fact that I just immediately discount teams from Indiana, but it's always just funny thinking that the Pacers were, at one point, a good basketball team. Like, for many years even, like not that long ago, and then for a couple of years, much sooner than that, much more recent than that. Turns out there was more to Banker's Life Fieldhouse than the Big Ten Tournament. Gainbridge. Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Oh, right, right, right. I, I keep forgetting. The Uber, <laughs> the Uber app never got the message. It still said Banker's Life. Uh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. I'll never forget my hour and a half trek from Gainbridge Fieldhouse to <laughs> Simon Schold Assembly Hall. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Simon that's how it's pronounced. I thought it was just Scope. Okay, Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's Assembly Hall. It's Assembly. It's hall. it's a Lewis Brown Athletic Center. <laughs> it's a Lewis. <laughs> come on, come on, let's call it by the right name. Um, but I mean, I also was like blown away by how nice of an arena it is there. Oh, it's so nice! It's so nice. I mean, I have not full disclosure. I've never been to Barclays. So I can't really compare it to that. The only other NBA arenas I've been to are Madison Square Garden and what was an NBA arena in the Prudential Center and the IZOD Center. I was going to say the IZOD Center. No, that was that it's was definitely the, it was the best worst time of your life. <laughs> it's definitely a nice arena. I'd agree. Prudential Center? No, uh B- Gamebridge. Oh yeah. And then yeah. the media room like compare that Well, to that's the, not normally the media room. That's the thing they made it the media dining room, the what buffet. Is it usually? It's usually if you are if you like sit courtside or in like the first 2 3 rows, it's like a like club. Oh, it's like that's a premier, that like that it's like sense. you get it with the ticket. Like you get a buffet before the game, and, and that makes sense. That. So that's why they had a bar there. Like, but you know, the Big Ten media was not drinking up. <laughs> that was so cool because you would see like literally every team like co- like enter, like come yeah. off the bus, and then I like, ran into Juwan Howard in the hallway after uh, the Michigan Indiana game. Good to see you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was very careful to not put my hands together in the T motion for the timeout. <laughs> I mean, you saw Rutgers come in, like, all the teams come out uh, after halftime and, like, before halftime. And, you know, after games, I walked right past Tom Izzo, like, going to the elevator. It was that bottom floor, man. All the action was there. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was. It was. And it was also just such a such a good vibe there. I kind of want to go back as just a fan. I don't know if that would be practical. Well, I so think I the don't place. I have a job lined up, but. I think the place where we sat would be no 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 a no. lot I'm not of saying money that. i'm not saying Do you want to get the same experience i'm not saying courtside <laughs> i'm saying like somewhere but i would like to go and just like get like two or three session and just like watch like basketball all day yeah well maybe the big 10 tournament will come back to its real home of madison square garden <laughs> in the next couple <laughs> you mean, years you mean rack north yeah rack north it's in uh it's in chicago next year i know that okay I'll well, I think, what that. at the united center yes yeah. it was Ooh. i think it was supposed to be there this year and then they like switched it around with covid i would go like to watch the big 10 but i'd go to see all the bulls like memorabilia and stuff at the united center it's probably a great place to watch a basketball game it's probably a lot of history there. probably is yeah oh i bet 
Never been to Wells Fargo Center either. I don't know what that's like. It's okay. It looks like, I've been it there. Looks like a I've generic. Been it's okay. There, it's know? pretty. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Okay. I will say though, I had a cheesesteak there, and it lived up to like Philly cheesesteaks. Like it was a stadium and, food, and it it's was stadium, delicious. but it's not even the best. Oh, it was delicious. That means that there was even better. Whoa, that's a travel. I also started watching. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, that's a travel. That's you can't just, you can't I just mean, say <laughs> that with no context. <laughs> I can't. Show. I mean, Whoa, it, it, this is this is what happens. Whoa, you're trouble with the snap. And the ball is this free. Is, this is what. This is how Jaylen I watch. Watts this is how Jackson. I watch basketball games. And I mean, he scores. Did anyone see that though? It was. It was a wall. It was yeah. A, it was a travel. Well, I mean, it's the NBA. I wasn't watching. <laughs> but I think they've gotten better it. though. They've gotten. No, better. they have. They have. Like I, I still have a lot of gripes with the NBA. Like in terms of, um, the way they play the game. Like in, like take fouls and all that. I, I'm not still not a fan. Um, but. They definitely cleaned up the James Harden type that they lit just happened. Um, they, yeah, as, as as I'm talking, maybe we should travel as, our way. As, as I'm talking, Jack, maybe we should travel our way to our final break so we can do rapid fire. Yeah, that's a really right good. Transition. I'm in the middle of talking Thank about you, how good how how good the NBA has gotten with their. <laughs> I, I just really wanted you to know that I I like that uh, <laughs> okay. transition. Are they going to replay good. this? Because this is. Mm, I, I, I they might show not. replay, but. The sound of the best-selling franchise at Madison Square Garden means it's time for rapid fire. The segment he's he, he is he's also the most he also the most uh, successful franchise. Oh, not even close. Uh, he's the only franchise that's done anything meaningful in that building this this century. But we are in rapid fire. This is a segment of the show where we take you all the stories we missed today, and the first one is going to come from the world of the NFL. So. There's a new highest-paid cornerback in the NFL, and it is Denzel Ward. So Denzel corner? Ward, corner, corner. Denzel Ward was signed today for a five-year, $100.5 million contract ex- extension, with the $71 million guaranteed. He is now the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. Uh, he passes Jalen Ramsey, who had been the highest-paid cornerback at $20 million per season when he signed with the Rams in 2020. So guys, how are you feeling about that, Denzel Ward? I think, you know, I, I think unanimously one of the best uh, secondary players in the league. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they'd want to lock him up. I'm more surprised that they just have that kind of money to spend. I guess they are pretty under the cap, but even still, uh, I, I wonder what the situation looks like a couple of years in the future with all these big signings this off season. They, they, they have guaranteed over almost uh, $100 million more than any other team this offseason, um, which is insane. Yeah, are- and uh, I, I'm reading that same graphic, and it says $300 million of that was given to Deshaun Watson and Denzel Ward. So they've basically given most of that money and to And that's the thing players. by itself. They have, like, two <laughs> extremely huge contracts on the books now. Uh, it's not even like it's really spread out among a bunch of different players. So... I wonder how that'll go down the road, but obviously, I mean, I think Denzel Ward is at least close to worth it, if not just worth it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money on a cornerback, you can do a lot worse than Denzel Ward. So, where where are the Browns getting the money? They got Amari Cooper's contract on the books. They got Baker Mayfield still on the books. Sean Watson. Well, he's not a rookie deal though. Sean Watson's contract is kind of convoluted because it's a lot of money. Well, I not think- a lot of money right now. Miles um, Garrett, they're paying. So 
a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of guys on that roster. So all that just to go seven and ten. <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Deshaun. If Deshaun plays the whole season, I mean, that's he's one yeah. Of the I think they win a lot more than seven games with Deshaun Watson at the helm. To be yeah, quite honest, yeah. But I mean, that team's good. But a lot of people were also thinking they would do better than they did last year. Well, so. well, Baker Mayfield basically had like one of his arms completely injured the entire season. I know. I don't know. I, don't know. I just I always get the feeling that they tend to underperform. They are the Browns. Yeah, that is true. They, they so are the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I, I speak from the East Coast Brown perspective. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least you've made the conference championship like a decade ago. Think about the Browns. Oh, you mean when Chris. I started watching the football? Yeah, Chris. So I was like, "Oh, this just is awesome." The Jets earlier. keep making the the AFC title <laughs> game every year. This is great. And then, <laughs> Chris, have you ever watched the SB Nation collapse episodes? Uh, I've seen some of them. Yeah, they have one on the Jets. I was oh, watching no. it. I was watching it the other day. I don't need to see that. That's my childhood. It was honestly though, like the SB Nation collapse episodes are really good. It doesn't have to be about the Jets. Like they got like a lot of teams, like no, the post, I know, I know. like post championship Kobe Lakers. How they like? I watched one about the Mavericks today. I, I'm not I like how they have those um, are really good. Really I like good. how they have ones on the Tigers, the Pistons, and the Red Wings going to the present day. (laughs) I I, I think it's very funny. (laughs) Oh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Do they have any... What's the best pro team in Detroit right now? Is it? It's got to be the Red Wings. They're they're the most recent one to win a championship. No, I mean like right now. I mean like specifically this season because I'm pretty sure they're all near the bottom of the league. I'd still probably say the Red Wings. I maybe the University I of think Michigan football team. That's when when we when we it. get later in the season, I think it might actually be the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers seem to be the ones closest to taking a step forward. I mean, yeah, not only that, and I I, I think that they're I, I I think they'll be the team that's closest to five hundred. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess if that's the measurement stick that we're using, then I think that's probably. I, I think that they'd probably have to be the, the the best one then, but even still, like I think they're probably still going to be below five hundred, and that's all of the, all of the Detroit professional teams bad. Like the only reason the Lions aren't on that list of teams at the collapse video is because they never had like a good point to collapse from. <laughs> How we wasted almost all of Matthew Stafford's career, Calvin Johnson's career, all of Calvin Johnson's yeah. career. Barry Sanders, the career. best wide all receiver in San- football I'd say, history. I would say Barry Sanders was the least wasted of the three. Yeah, I mean, at least still. he had like a serious career. Um, He's still retired early too, though. Yeah, man, I, I wonder what's going on with this team. It keeps running their players into the dirt. They should just, <laughs> uh, they should just like. You know, at this point, I think you just 86 the whole franchise. Just move it to Oklahoma City. You know, fresh new name. <laughs> Austin, the Austin Desperados, like we're playing Madden. <laughs> how, does Matt, how does Madden have the consistently worst uh, relocation names? Because like, all the, the good San ones Diego, are, uh, the San Diego aftershocks. Like, what are they doing? Like all, the all London the Black Knights. Like, That's the one I specifically. Washington remember. Commanders Black are kind of good. <laughs> I man, I I found I. Found my thing recently where I was talking about which Washington team renames I would like and dislike the most, and my least favorite was Commanders. As That's a Dan list Snyder for you. The eight, the eight, the list of eight names that they give. My least favorite was Commanders, and I was like, I'm excited for them to command their way to six wins in third place <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC East this year. Oh no, but they got the best quarterback in the NFC East. They got Carson Wentz. I'm. 
See, I, I'm like, at first I was like, kind oh, of no, like, I was like, oh, wow, Carson Wentz to throw passes to the Giants again? What a great sight. <laughs> He's got a really stacked, like, set of receivers to throw to. Yeah, no, this team doesn't look all that Terry bad. Terry McLaurin, like, they got Curtis Samuel if, in the offseason. If off the season. Cowboys are very bad, then the Commanders could scrap out like a 9-8, and 10-7 record and yeah, win the I division. I don't think it's like that out of the picture. But uh, speaking of receivers, so... Obviously, this offseason has maybe been the offseason of the receiver. Uh, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams moving, getting huge contracts. So, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin are now going to seek new contracts, and they're not going to participate in any on-field work during the offseason. So, A.J. Brown didn't report Monday. Uh, Terry McLaurin didn't report. And Debo Samuel is not expected to report when the Niners begin. So curious what you guys think of that i mean i don't know if that'll make i can i don't see these three guys not getting contracts is the thing but i'm very curious what you guys think because those these are the three of the younger you know could be the next crop of great great receivers in the nfl yeah i mean i it's always interesting to me when players like demand contract extensions earlier on and something like I, it, it, it's not even that relevant. It's just kind of interesting to me. Um, but even apart from that, yeah, I think these teams do have to lock up these players fairly soon. I think that they would want to lock those players up fairly soon. So, it, it's also I think the trend of because there's so much inflation in the value of like the highest contracts, it sort of creates like a, well, if uh, this player is getting this amount of money and I am better than this player, I need this much money and I need it this year. Yeah. Like, it kind of, it's like a race to the top. Yeah. And uh, all I'll say is that Christian Kirk broke broke the wide receiver market. How much did Christian Kirk get again? Like, 20 mil a year, right? Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what's been going around, though, in terms of that news. If, that mean, Christian, if Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk is a $20 million receiver, I'm a $20 million receiver. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Would you take that career over your, uh, over your my... future, future radio career? Uh, assuming I, I actually get hired by a radio station, uh, yeah, probably. Don't worry, you got it. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, I'd take a career as a $20 million wide receiver. I would definitely trade my life with Christian Kirks right now, if that's the question. I mean, wouldn't he, wouldn't he be okay. close? Uh, so that's how you view the Targum Sports Desk. It's fine. It's okay. Targum Sports Desk is maybe $20 million a year. <laughs> by the way, keeping score with Dylan and Jack, we will be recording it tomorrow. So stay tuned. Oh, yes. Any guests lined up? Um, we've been trying to get Ellis on the line for uh, this one because oh, of the he, baseball. Ellis is hard to get a hold of. Well, Ellis is currently on the Tuesday crew, so oh, um, okay. it might not line up. But we've been in contact with Ellis, and uh, yeah, we got some we got some interesting topics lined up for tomorrow. Should be fun. What happened to that uh, new recruit you guys had? The Who? one from the email. It was a uh, C Amori like seven one one. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's uh. <laughs> Yeah, he wrote he wrote his article about the future of Rutgers basketball, which is kind of what Ellis wrote about. So, uh, he, he's like he he uh, he did a good job though. Dylan and I are meeting with him soon. Yeah, uh, he did the um, <laughs> he did the future of Rutgers basketball one, which is just a link to his ScarletKnights.com. He was page. really he was really really high on on uh, Cliff though. Oh, was really, he really? really yeah, yeah. He, okay, he thinks like Cliff could be Scarlet like Mail. the number one pick in the draft next year. Like he, I think he's correct. So. Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot of good players in college right now and in high school. No, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amani Bates just announced he would transfer, and I think if he has a good season, he could be the number one pick. Oh, yeah, I agree. But, 
think that's going to do it for us 